0: Introverted noise. Hurry oh, yeah, up, Daddy.
1: Let's do it. Five seconds
0: to go in the first half. Dante fires deep to the left. Moss caught it at the eleven. But now he finds oh, it. This. To oh, at Williams! Boy. Touchdown! You got a big
1: of the Climbing the Pocket podcast. I am your host, Jason Brown. You can find me on Twitter at BrownJason. Back with the boys here to talk about something. I don't know. What are we going to talk about during this uh, this, this drought of, of actual things happening? I guess we'll jump into, the, I guess, the thing we need to talk about. Miles, we'll start with you. Uh, what you been up to? What's, what's, what's going on? How are you keeping yourself sane during uh, you know, this lockdown? And how angry are you <laughs> that the store wanted you to, uh, to put a mask
2: on. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, no, so, uh, I've, we're just like, we're hanging out at home. Both my wife and I get to work, at work from home. Uh, we just made the decision this week to move, uh, my son, Isaiah, who's 11 months, uh, back to daycare. Uh, so that just for a couple of days a week, uh, just because we need to get work done and he's a handful, he's 11 months old. He's, he's active, he's mobile. Uh, he's great but like so we we just adjusted that today was yeah yesterday was our first day um so it's just been kind of weird kind of adjusting to that but um other than that i mean we're just been kind of trying to get by i mean you know working um you know staying away from people as much as we can uh i think we we do a pretty good job of social distancing i mean i think we do that anyways so this is pandemic just made it an easier sell to not see people which is fine with me um but uh I I I don't have an issue going to a store and putting a mask on. I underst like I don't understand it. I don't understand. I look at it as like how mad is some would somebody be right now like looking at like a, a seatbelt situation. So like back when they made seatbelts illegal or legal, like you were you had to wear a seatbelt. I can just imagine the people that were upset by it because they're like, You can't tell me to 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 wear to wear my seatbelt but in reality the seatbelt's not just for you it's for other people just like the mask it's not just for you it's for other people i don't understand that how hard that logic is of oh just to go to a store for 20 minutes i gotta put a mask on you'll be fine like again it's not just about you and that's this is this whole thing has bothered me the most is people want to make it about themselves rather than caring about other people but they those same people are the same people that tell you that they care for everybody, but in, in reality, they don't because they've never had to experience anything worse than having to wear a mask in their life. So I, it's just the craziest part to me is I don't – I think people just need to get over themselves and just like – yeah, I, I don't know. That's just how I look at it.
1: I love it. Miles coming out firing. We got Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been the, cooped up. The, the snowflake crowd – <laughs> yeah, They'll come for me. Getting upset about the uh, the masks and all that. There's always a fun irony in that. But uh, but Prince, how you been keeping yourself occupied? Because you know the last time we talked, you were, you were struggling a bit. Because you you you're like you like people. You like getting out. You like talking to folks. And uh, yeah, we're like the opposite there. That, like that's become a little okay. bit more challenging. What have you been up to, man?
0: Uh, it, it has been uh, challenging. I've I've definitely had to find my inner introvert, um, and it sucks because. I I don't like being inside all day long. Um, I I do really much enjoy people. I I, I like sharing experiences and having com- long conversations about really anything—sports, uh, nerdy stuff, uh, politics, all that stuff. It, it is is enjoyable and and uh, yeah. It, it I would say admittedly it definitely has been challenging. I mean, obviously having you guys and friends and stuff and people you can you chat with like makes it easier. Um, but I think they're like I definitely find myself drawing more energy from being around individuals. Um, and to, to Miles' point, you know, it, if if COVID has taught us anything, you can definitely tell the people who have really never been um, more than inconvenienced in their life, right? Um, because yeah, COVID is 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 forcing us all to live in a way that um, we have to live by what we're being told to do, and I think there's a level of individualism that people feel like they're losing because yeah, they have to go to the grocery store, or wear a mask. They have to, you know, wash their hands more than maybe they, they did in the past. They have to uh, instill practices that weren't, you know, a part of their day to day. And that has, you know, kind of become the norm. Um, so yeah, it, it, we we are exposing people who really have never really been inconvenienced or even been in the situation where, um, you know their 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 circumstances are less than ideal. Um, we obviously we don't wish that on on anyone, but um, this is something I think collectively we're all going through together, and it is an opportunity for us to, um, I don't want to just say like come together, kumbaya type stuff, but it is it. I think it's a really great time in the world history that you know when we when we look back on this you know, 40 years down the road when they're talking about this in history books, um, you know, we, we, I would like to be on the side of history where it was like, there's something that, that, you know, grew out of this. Obviously there's, there's, there's a level of togetherness. There's a level of, um, there's a level of like growth that we had as people that um, allowed us to kind of step into this new, new way of living that we weren't living prior to, Prior to COVID, you know, so um, I say all that to say that it it, it has been challenging for me, but um, you know, I am discovering what the new normal
1: feels like. You know, all these reactions to uh, to COVID, because what I've been doing to, to keep myself sane through through COVID is uh, is binging Netflix, like so many other people, and so I've I've made it. I'm almost done with season three of Ozarks, and uh, I keep finding these parallels with like these folks who just don't want to take responsibility for anything whatsoever. It <laughs> <And Ozarks, laughs> reminds me of all the stuff I'm seeing out there. Like everyone in Ozarks just making bad decisions and then being really surprised when bad things keep happening. Mm-hmm. It's not like what I'm watching when I also turn on the news and look at America where like, it's the wealthiest country by many measures in the world, but like just doing all the things to just have it now, like y'all are the place that has like, the most and like the rate is still growing whereas like everybody else like kind of jumped on stuff early and like it slowed it down america's like screw it we gonna do what we want to do georgia and florida just wiling out down there in the south and uh yeah it's uh nobody wants to take responsibility for anything like why does this keep happening to me i don't understand why do all these bad things keep happening after i make silly decisions makes no sense to me
0: yeah, I mean it, you if one thing uh you know I can honestly say I I, I I love America. Um, you know, and just like a parent loves its child, uh you see things in a in a child that you you know, you can still love them and say, like, hey, this is pro this probably was not the best decision for you to make and you got hurt because of it. So, you know, uh levying, levying criticism doesn't necessarily make you less patriotic, and I know that sometimes you know we joke around and stuff, but uh, we sling the jokes because it's like it's something that you love, so we are able to joke about it. Um, but again, like I was saying before, I, my hope is that we can look back at this time. Yeah, America, I think has not been or handled things in the best way over the last two months uh, compared to other countries in the world, um, but they don't need to keep being that way, and I think we can make some. Uh, some small changes as well as some large changes to really get us to um, really being what we, I think, see in the mirror when we talk about America. Cause right now it just feels like we keep trying to have the conversation about America being the best country. Um, but it just feels like we're an eight and eight team and we're still trying to tout that we're th- 13 and three.
1: Ooh. And it's like, Trust you know. me. To bring it back so we can talk Vikings. There we go. That was- <laughs>
0: <laughs> that,
1: there's, there's, there's my brilliant... And uh, we ain't got no championships, so... Tri-
0: tri- exactly. There's my brilliant transition to what we want to talk
1: about. I mean, no, nah, but I guess, you know, I feel like we, it's too early in, in, in the podcast to talk, like, all the way Vikings. We might have to save that transition because, I mean, the thing that we have to talk about before we actually talk about football, we got to talk about last dance. Last dance, baby. <laughs> we got to so miles you know hop in here what's been your favorite moment what what of 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 this documentary thus far what was the thing that like really stood out for you that maybe you you missed the first time when all these things were happening
2: i mean so the whole mj the bulls the 90s bulls like i grew up on i mean i was born in the, the i was born in 1990 so like i literally grew up the 90s bulls like the early early bulls era like that was early 90s bulls i don't remember that but like the 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 second re the second three pete was definitely what i remember and so like the the last shot mike the the last shot against the utah to, to to clinch the the series and the the sixth championship i remember all that um i my, my dad my dad's from north carolina so like he's a big mj fan so I, we followed the bulls just because i mean outside of the fact that it was mj we followed the bulls so like outside of the Timberwolves too but like so it was just fun. It just kind of brought back memories of watching um, the games with my dad. But at the same time, uh, I think what I remember the most is <clears throat> this is how I think fans, like watching what Michael Jordan was able to do on smoking cigars, drinking beer, and and uh, like eating pizza and basically treating as like I know Michael Jordan worked hard. I know Michael Jordan was a kick-ass athlete. You know, he worked hard. He didn't – it's not like he was like slacking – But this idea that I think fans have this perception of pro athletes that they don't go out and and party. They don't go out and do these things like during their work, work week, (laughs) like, and then leading up to a game. It's always been funny to me that like this perception that people have of like, how, how could an athlete go out and have, have beers the night before a game and then still go out and have two touchdowns in an NFL game. That's because they're built differently than we are. Like, <laughs> like this whole idea that like people like people are blinded by like what these what these pro athletes really do in their day to day lives, but at the same time it 's not even just blindness it 's this idea that they're regular people too, they just have a lot more money and clout than we do, but at the same time, they are regular people, so like their job they see their job yes it's a lot different than our jobs, but it's still a job to them, so like they're still gonna go out and like well Dennis rodman <laughs> like I'm still going to be here on game day. I'm going to show you. I'm going to give you all the best I have. But every everything outside of that, leave me alone. Like, let him do his thing. And, I mean, I think – I don't think what Dennis Rodman did back then would work now because obviously social media would destroy him. But at the same time, like, there are players like that. Like, if you're not willing to, like, adapt to some of, like, your players, I think that's where you see issues roll in where – why players fizzle out of leagues because people aren't willing to give them second or third chances. And I say that as, like, not everybody deserves those chances. But at the same time, I don't know, like, a lot of this stuff, it just, like, reminded me that, like, wow, could you imagine Michael Jordan in today's era, like, with social media? It'd just be nuts. Like, I mean, I, we get a lot of it with LeBron, but LeBron's personality is a lot different than Michael Jordan's. And that's not even a negative. Yeah. My, Michael Jordan is just a different breed but like lebron's a different breed they're they're just different people but they're two great people but in just different ways but michael jordan today would not be he'd be viewed as an uh he'd be viewed like in a definitely a lot more negative light yeah like people you can look back from 20 25 years ago and laugh at the stuff michael jordan did oh but right oh no but right now no you wouldn't be having it yeah so it's kind of, like, funny to me that people are like, oh, this is so great, How Michael Jordan. Uh, but, like, if he was doing that today, if LeBron, if LeBron James was doing that stuff right now, y'all would be killing him for it.
1: Yeah, Scott Burrell might have filed a lawsuit against the NBA. <laughs> 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 like,
0: no,
2: like for real, though. Like, and I'm not even trying to sit here and condone, like, some of Michael's behaviors. Like, but I, at the same time, I don't care. Yeah. Like, he do, like, he didn't do really anything illegal. Like, the dude just lived his life. And at the same time, like, I think the difference between Michael and LeBron in terms of Michael didn't become Michael until he hit the the Bulls. Like, yeah, he was good in college, obviously. But he didn't become Michael Jordan until he got that Nike deal, until he became, like, that that great rookie player. Jordan, yeah. LeBron's been been LeBron since he was, like, 16 years old. Yeah. So, like, LeBron was kind of – not that – like, he didn't ask for this, but he kind of built – like, grew up into it. Michael didn't grow up and do it and then all of a sudden in a in a world even when there is no social media Michael was the most famous person in the world. Yeah. Like Michael Jordan was the most famous person in the world and you could only watch him at certain times of the like you couldn't like right now I could watch any LeBron James game I want. You couldn't do that back then and still people knew him. He yeah. was that famous he had that much paparazzi, he had that much people following him. And he wasn't built for that. Like he didn't ask for that. It just kind of came and he kind of adjusted to that. That's why I think not that LeBron's not a—I guarantee LeBron's tired, like dog tired, like. But you watch like how tired Michael got because he had to do all of that work. He had to do it on the court. He had to do it off the court. He didn't have a life, so it was basketball. And I just think, like watching all that, I thought that was just like, you—I don't know. Like, to me, at least for me, it gave me a deeper appreciation of like appreciation of like what these athletes really have to go through. It's so—it's so much more than just oh, they shoot a ball, they dribble a ball, dribble and shut up type of, you know, that stupid stuff. Like these, these people go through so much crap. Like, and I, yes, they're well compensated. That's great. But at the same time, that doesn't make it an easy job. And so like, to me, I just, it was just great to like get to see the inside and like the, the Steve Kerr stuff to me, I, I like knew a little bit about it, but I forgot about it. And like, and just kind of hearing that story, that's crazy. Like, and then, obviously, Michael's situation with his dad. Um, I forgot that his dad was murdered. I, I knew his dad died. I just forgot he was murdered because I was, I was, like, three years old when that happened. So, like, just hearing some of those stories rehashed and stuff was really cool. And just getting, the, like, Scottie Pippen's situation with the timeout and saying, I'm not going
1: back in the game. Like, what? Could you imagine? Like, Could you it, imagine? Those dudes, That It was just a – it was a different league. I but I think you brought league. up a really great point that, that um, I feel doesn't get brought up enough And I think that, like, it almost, like, LeBron gets, uh, like, people take points away from him for it, but I understand, because Jordan's greatness, yes, he was a great athlete and all these things, but like you said, like, he grew into it. Like, the mental toughness, like, he wasn't always the best. Like, he worked his ass off to become the best, which is, I think, a part of why people appreciate Michael Jordan so much, is that, like, they were able to even watch, like, a movie, like, the guy goes in, he see, He gets like, you know, some, some good happen to him. You can see the skills, but then he gets knocked down and he has to build himself back up and then he finally wins. Like, like you said, with LeBron, LeBron's been the biggest, fastest, strongest pretty much since he came out the womb. Like, he is – Him and Adrian Peterson, to okay, me, are like – He's Goliath. Like, it's yeah. not much fun to root for that guy, even though, like, LeBron had a whole so, a host of, like, socioeconomic things going right. against him from an athletic standpoint. LeBron has been that dude forever. Like, we were watching LeBron play high school games on ESPN. Right. <laughs> and so it's just a, it's a different thing. What I like, better basketball player, it's probably LeBron James. Like, LeBron James, I don't think, like, when people talk about this year versus that year, the thing that is always fun for me to do is go on pro basketball reference and just look up, because like you said, those dudes weren't working out like guys are right now. Mm-hmm. LeBron James was bigger than Karl Malone and can handle the ball and shoot. He,
2: like Magic Johnson.
1: He would have right. destroyed dudes in that era. Yes. Like, forget any of that nonsense. LeBron wouldn't be able to go back there. Right. But Sean Kemp with handles and Magic Johnson passing, and he can shoot. Like, yeah, get out of here with that nonsense. But I think, like, the greatness part of it is about, yeah, like, Michael Jordan became, like, the hero that people got to watch, then he got knocked down. And it's a journey that people enjoy, and he won six championships. You know? So, like... Right. Yeah. Prince, what's for you? How about you, man? What's been like your favorite part of, of watching like the last dance and, and kind of reliving all of that, that craziness that was the uh, those Bulls teams back in the day?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's there's so many things that come out of it. But one thing that I think really, and I think Miles briefly touched on it, um, is our perception of what we believe to be as far as a leader, Right. Um, I think I think the, the, the documentary really, really posed that question is what is a leader? Um, and a, as we look at it as far as sports and stuff, I mean, obviously, we talk about, you know, the great quarterbacks and how they were great leaders or, you know, great, uh, you know, players who really elevated the team around them. You heard even Steve Kerr talk about like, you know, hey, I was I was a role player. I knew I was going to get five shots a game and I needed to make sure that I made those shots. Uh, You hear about the time during uh, when Jordan was retired for the 18 months and how Scottie Pippen really made the team his own and everyone really loved him for it. Um, And then we hear about the tyrants. We hear about the bullies. We hear about the people who are egotistical. Uh, We hear about the people who will do anything to to win. Um, The perception, I believe from fans uh, for people who um, haven't achieved that uh, haven't haven't had those achievements in their life um it's really easy to look at it and be like you know yeah Jordan was a bully Jordan was a tyrant um Jordan obviously said something really really um really that stuck to me it's just like yeah they can look at me as a tyrant because they haven't won anything and and I'm just like like truthfully, it it we we view these athletes, we view these celebrities through this this uh, morality scope of I love this person because they act in a way that I agree with, or how I would handle that level of fame. And none of us have been at that level of fame ever. None of us have been, like Miles said, the most famous person ever. Really, in 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 a, in, a, in an era where it's like it was near impossible to be that famous, right? Like the Michael Jackson level fame where everyone around the world knows who you are in, in a time where sports are still important to the rest of the world, but at a time that, you know, they talked about how Michael Jordan really transformed the way the entire globe looked at this, looked at the sport of basketball, right? Um, In terms of leadership, he wasn't, maybe he wasn't our, maybe what we perceive to be what we want as a leader, the person who is going to elevate everyone around him in terms of like picking them up off the floor or telling them like, hey, it's okay that you missed or you missed the pass or you weren't in the right spot. Like he was a leader in the respects that he led an organization, the National Basketball Association into being one of the most recognizable organizations in the world. And I read an article today, which I thought was phenomenal because honestly, like, I think the documentary also didn't touch on a couple of things that I was, I wanted to touch on. Um, I found myself a few times during the documentary, Googling Michael Jordan. Um, They would say something and be like, oh, I got to check to see with that. I would just Google it, final Wikipedia or whatever the case is. And it wasn't until the final episode that I, the first time I Googled it, I'm just like, was Michael ever married? Did he like, like, did he have a girlfriend? Like,
2: no, he was married.
0: And, but like, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like seeing himself with all like these stories about like hotel rooms and how they were doing cocaine and all these women and stuff. And like, Michael talking about, Oh yeah. I went to my, I went to my, uh, back to my, I wasn't part of all that stuff. And I'm just like, but like, I never saw his wife. I never saw him with a girlfriend. I never saw another woman on like, yeah, Michael in in our marriage was like this or in our relationship. It was like,
2: there's a reason for that, though.
0: Yeah, I know. It it is it, very clear that his
2: mom and his kids were in it, and that was it. Yeah,
0: exactly. And his kids were only in the final episode mm-hmm. for like
1: two minutes, right? I feel like um, they, they, they flashed in for an earlier they, episode they, they, well. when they were yeah young, they did. I remember, I remember them showing up very early, but like they didn't like they, they were kid. Yeah, they were kid. In. They were kids. Yeah, this whole yeah, thing they of were exactly. and stuff. Yeah, exactly.
2: And they were in Space Jam, but like yeah, that was.
0: <laughs> and it's like. And even looking at the way that the documentary was constructed, it was very clearly, this is why I love the NBA. The NBA, like those players are some of the most petty people on the face of the planet. And I love it, right? Because essentially this documentary, the, the, I'm, I'm going on tangent here, but part of this documentary was for Michael to air all of his grievances where everyone he either pissed off or, mm-hmm. or whatever the case is. You have the entire document. For him to still say, F Isaiah Thomas, like, yeah. it's hilarious to me. Yeah. These dudes are in their 50s and they're still like, no, F that dude. Yeah. Like, and, and and the reality of it is, is like, you know, we, in, in today's day and age, we would probably be clamoring for Michael Jordan to be a Muhammad Ali, to, to really put mm-hmm. in, in focus the, the the political issues and the, uh, you know, the racial issues and disparities that, that exist, and he didn't want to do any of that stuff. He was like, I just want to play basketball. I'll make my money. I smoke my cigars. Like, I just, I'm, I'm good doing what I'm doing, right?
2: Republicans uh, buy my shoes too, or whatever he exa- said.
0: Exa- <laughs> right. Exactly. Which is, which is true. Like, right? He Thanks. cared about, like, he was, he was so focused on the thing that he was focused on um, that we want our leaders to be so well-rounded <laughs> and do all these things. We want them to be the greatest stars ever. We want them to be, like, these political activists. We want them to be able to speak out on injustices and stuff. And it's like activism in and of itself is its own, is its own job, right? Um, you know, God bless LeBron and people who have the platforms to speak out on that stuff, right? Um, but at that time, there's no Twitter. There's no Facebook. There's no social media. To be able to speak out on something, Michael would have had to, like, during one of his, like, many press conferences or whatever the case is, just to get a quote. And sometimes he's asked those questions, um, not when he has like a a time to prepare it or, you know, really add some like nuance to the conversation, but he would probably just be asked after putting up like 45 against the Knicks and be like, Oh yeah. How do you feel about this? You know, Rodney King getting murdered or whatever. Like, like, I just put up 45 points. Like I don't, don't but but
2: Michael was that big of a celebrity that if he had said it, it would have been, no. like like today, it had been everywhere.
0: It would have been everywhere. Everybody, right? would, have, everybody would, would have heard it. Everybody would have, and again, it so would that, have, And would that's
2: have. why people pressured him into want, wanting him to say something because they knew that his reach, he had that reach. Yeah. And I'm not saying he had to say something, but and that's why I they remember, want him to say something.
0: Right. And I remember growing up, especially in the 90s, I, I love the 90s and all that was there as first culture. And one of the, the, the biggest sayings out of the 90s, uh, was be like Mike right mm-hmm. and with that being said it was just like you ask yourself what did that truly mean I don't I didn't I'm thinking back I'm like I don't even know if I really truly knew what that meant to be like Mike I knew it meant like I wanted to be the best, greatest basketball player so I was practicing all the time but like to truly be when you look back at it, to be, truly be like Michael Jordan um, was sometimes to be so aloof or even like purposely aloof to everything else that was going on, whether it be how people uh, perceive him, how uh, you know how his behavior and the things he said did hurt probably hurt other people. How he got the, the Steve Kerr to the point where he punched him in the chest, like all these things, <laughs> all these things that um, that, is, that that come along with the saying of be like Mike is it's like be like Mike how just just to achieve that level of greatness or to also come with like like being so private and being so intentional because again when you when you match it up like in the 90s what else was happening in the 90s you had oj's trial going on so i'm sure there was a part of mike who was just like yo i'm not having any of that <laughs> and stuff so i mean it's um, he was
2: the 90s i mean michael jordan yeah, was the he, 90s
0: he, was, he yeah. was the 90s right and and my, my final point as far as this is just like when it comes to the, the achieving that level of greatness um i do truly feel like there are um people um who yeah they they it's okay that they're never going to achieve that level of greatness right they most people are going to fall in that 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 median right we're just average people who are just uh good at a particular skill and they're just good at it they're not great at it they're not experts they don't lead their field they're just they're good and that's what helps them to make money and have a career and have a family all that stuff and with that being said you know, Michael was the and is the greatest basketball player that's ever existed, right? And he was an a-hole, and we still admired him. In today's day and age, any player who shows any modicum of assholeness is immediately ostracized, right? They're divas. They 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 are not team players or all this stuff. Players can't. LeBron could not be an. LeBron yeah, cannot be yeah, an asshole. exactly. Like we exactly know it. it. He couldn't but he exists and again even kobe bryant right we knew that kobe bryant was probably the person who took up this mentality right after michael jordan who was just as much of an asshole right and it was a long time exactly and it's (laughs) not in the era of social media it's not in the era where everyone can have an opinion on on this is my ideology this is my morality based around what i believe a leader should be
2: but here's one yeah. thing, too, that I wanted to touch on, Prince.
0: Yeah.
2: Like, with Michael's situation, you know, they, they talk about the, the Scott Burrell situations, which I think are funny. But, like, all the stuff that Michael did to these people at the same time, Michael said, I would never ask them to do something that I wouldn't do. At right. the same time, the reason Michael had to do what he had to do is because he was literally at one point dragging people. Oh, with, yeah. They were literally That's jumping it. on his back. Uh-huh. And he's saying, if I have to carry all this burden, whether it's the the, the social pressure, the, the press, the, you know, the media, all of this, like, all of this clout, all this burden that's being uh, – that he put on himself. Like, he put it on himself. He, un- I understand that. But, like, he, like that's there. If I'm going to have to go through all this, I'm going to do it for a reason. My purpose is to make sure we win. And if this is what he knew how to find ways to win, like, if I'm going to have to push you enough to make sure that – you tap into that, whatever potential you have, I'm going to push those buttons to get you there because you may not be as great as me, but you need to act like you're as gr- you're great.
0: But like it, I don't but care. It, like
2: you got to have that confidence.
0: So, but even with that too, Miles, it, it wasn't also just like, I'm going to make, I'm going to, I'm going to tap in so that you can elevate your game. It was also to weed out the people who weren't, you know, right. who weren't uh, right. going to take it seriously. The dudes were just like, Hey, I made it to the NBA. I'm a role player. I'm just trying to get my check and and get in and out, right? Um, Michael didn't God want anything to do, exactly. Michael didn't want anything to do with those people, right? And I can understand where it's just like if I am going to have to this dude average forty points in the playoffs, it's ridiculous, right? And to tell and to, to to tell Michael, hey, you need to be a better person to to those around you. Michael's probably looking at me he's like, no, F you. Like, I'm, not gonna I'm scoring 50% of
2: my team's points.
0: Exactly. Every back, single, every, every back then, single they game. weren't
2: scoring a lot because they actually played defense and they were more physical and didn't call t- right. fouls all the time. Right. And I'm not even so, criticizing today's NBA. I know that like, people like offense. Like, just like in the NFL sports, offense is king. But back then, it was all about the all-around game. And Michael was still putting up his, half of his team's points
1: what's going on y'all jason brown here from the climbing the pocket podcast thank you so much for tuning into part one of this two-part episode join us again tomorrow as we get into uh some of the lessons we can learn from uh, the last dance and how those things can be ported over to our vikings in 2020 and beyond